Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Freed coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Mondays and Thursdays with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's how this whole thing works. You tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears. They tell a friend, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears. And that's how it all goes. And it keeps growing. So that's all you got to do. I'm very excited. Oh, also, before we get to our guests, I'm on the road. Kansas City, Missouri, New Brunswick, New Jersey, all around the country. Hasbro Heights, Jersey, 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 Kansas City, Missouri. I'm coming. So jaredfree.com slash live shows or just go to jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. Patreon, we got three, three extra episodes a week. For $5 a month. That's what they call a deal, baby. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Very excited about today's guest. New to the podcast. Um, we Listen, we, we don't get... It's not normal that we have two people on. Two for the price of one, people. The, the women behind comments by Celeb, Julie and Emma, thank you for coming on. <laughs> Hi. Thank you so much for having us. What an introduction. Of course, I'm. I'm excited to have you guys. Have created a, 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 a powerhouse of a of a company. Look, comments by celeb, celebs. Comments by Bravo. Comments by TikTok. Comments by. Ba- That's all you guys, right? All us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're trying to kind of build, I guess, a, a media empire based off of comments. Is the best way to put it. <laughs> I I love that. I mean, in it's kind of like you know, uh, you know, so the forest through the trees. Like you saw something that people wanted that it was right in. I would assume that's kind of right in front of us the whole time, talking about what celebs comment on different social media stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, it was April 2017 when they changed the algorithm because previously verified comments were never highlighted. You know, we never. They kind of were mixed in and they specifically made the change. We later talked to the person who did it. They later made the change just to kind of um, allow celebrities to see their friends interacting. But we just, yeah, we just were so interested because we felt like it was unearthing this whole other world. So that's kind of how this all started. So it was like, so it starts with Instagram and it's just like blue checkmark people interacting. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And and so when you do the first, what, what you know, it's two of you. Are you guys sitting there talking? Like, let's post this. Like, how does that happen? I'm sure you've had this discussion before, but I, I'm just not like, what's the first post? Because like, I have that question. Like I, I yell at charcuterie all the time. And someone, I went to someone's house and they were like, how did that all start? And I'm like, it was really one tweet that I, I said, I was basically like, uh, I could tell what type of parent you'd be based on your charcuterie board. And then people, <laughs> And then people started sending me theirs and then I just started talking shit. And it's like, I don't know shit. It's like, you know, where do you guys come from? Like, what's that first moment for you guys? <laughs> well, I don't know, Jill, if we have the same one. But for us, the very beginning, I think what sparked this was watching Courtney Kardashian and Scott Disick interact. And we had never seen it before. And we were like, wait, this is something. And I, it literally happened where I texted Julie and I was like, I want to do this account. I want you to do it with me. You want to okay. do it? And you, you were down. Yeah, I, I mean, I was so nonchalant about it, but it all started there. We, I think we both didn't think anything that big of it at the time, and it was like a fun side project for us. 
And and are you just so you're screenshotting these two interacting, and you're putting it with the post they're interacting about? Yeah, right. it's it's incredibly simple. It really is just allowing. You know, your average person doesn't follow every celebrity. So your average person sure. is missing out on a lot of kind of either nuanced and sometimes not really nuanced, sometimes very kind of mainstream out there interactions. And so what we do is we kind of simplify it and consolidate all of the best ones in one feed. It's really simple. It's, the name describes exactly what we do. So, it's just I, I love this so much because I love when something becomes like a company. Like I like I work a lot with Betches. We do stuff together and like you guys like this sounds very betches to me. Like you're creating a media, you know, empire of sorts out of something that maybe, you know, just was just not that, you know, like that people wanted but didn't know they needed. <laughs> well, thank you. I think that's the, that's the best way. That's the best compliment we could get because that's exactly how we how we like to think of it. This is great. And now you guys are doing a podcast. And so what the podcast is just all pop culture. You're basically saying if you're interested in celebrity comments, you're going to be interested in the things we're talking about pop culture wise. Yeah, I think yeah. Julie, that's fair. Yeah, I and think that's definitely it. Yeah. What, are, what, what are the major pop culture topics that you guys talk about in the podcast? And the podcast is called Comments by Celebs. It is three times a week. Everyone should go download it. Check it out. Go get involved. What do you guys, what are like the main tent poles of the show? You're such a hype man. I love it. I, <laughs> I appreciate this energy a lot. Listen, I don't bring people on I don't like or enjoy or respect. And I love what you guys do. I love that you have created something for yourselves that is like really great and fun and positive. Like it doesn't seem like when I read through the comments, it's not like you guys are like trashing people. Like I think you're just like, look how fun this is to just see you know, we get to be at it, you know, to me, and please tell me if I'm wrong. It's like a little bit of that, like brunch table convo, like where it's like, did you see what so-and-so said about so-and-so? Exactly. That's exactly. It, yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, and I, I love that type of conversation. I am, you know, uh, I'm down for the kibitz. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's very much that. And, and, you know, on the podcast, basically, very simple breakdown. On Mondays, we do the entire week in pop culture. So, for example, last week, the Lily James, Dominic West stuff. Any major story that's happening, we break it down for you. Every week, it's like a very lengthy outline. So, even if you know nothing, you can come on and you'll be informed. So, we inform, we discuss. Kardashian right. recap. Wednesdays, um, Isabel and I do a Bravo show, All Things Bravo. And then Thursday nights at 9.30, right after Kardashians come out, is uh, Julie and I recap the entire episode, scene by scene, transcribe the show, if you are somebody that cares about the Kardashians, we will go as in-depth as you could ever want to go. So I love this. I, I'm a casual Kardashians watcher. Jess, you're a Kardashians. She's just she just raised the roof. My girlfriend was like, <laughs> yes, I love the Kardashians. So I there so what do you think about them ending soon? How does that change? Oh, it doesn't change anything. We watch their lives on Instagram. Well <laughs> Jess just said it doesn't change anything. I watch their lives on Instagram. What are you <laughs> exactly it though? So, so you'll stay Kardashian specific even after it ends. Yeah, we'll tell. Uh, well, something that we were doing when they were off season was that we were going back and watching their old episodes and then recapping those scene by scene. So that's mm -hmm. an option for us to do. We haven't really decided what we're going to do once it's officially over, but um, 
you never run out of content with them, even if it's so over. And and also, they're like the, you know, Marvel comic universe. Like, there's more and more characters every season. Yes. There's tangential characters. There's people in the, you know, like, every time I watch the show, I'll be watching with Jess, and she'll be like, that friend is a reoccurring friend. So, like, even that friend is a part of the show. Like, I understand that. Like, now you're... At that point, you're commenting on, you know, you know, uh, like one of the lesser known Avengers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you can go as deep as you want. So we go super deep, but you can go as deep as you want. That's the beauty of it. Now, I'm a huge Bachelor, Bachelorette fan. I, I'm I, Some people have made their way to this podcast via that. Do you guys watch that show? Are you into those shows or no? It's not our thing. It's like the one, I would say, hole in our pop culture knowledge. We just have never, either of us, gotten behind it. Like, I totally get the appeal. It's just for us, I don't know. We've never, like, gravitated towards it. That's I okay. did watch the most recent premiere uh, last yeah. week, though. I, I, we're taping now Tuesday before the second episode for those listening at home. Um, I Yeah, the premiere was good. The premiere episode is always fun to talk about just because there's a lot of things that come up. Like, you know, right. y- you know that like when you watch the Kardashians, there might be one storyline, but it's just you have to harp on that one storyline. With with the limo episode, it's like, look at this idiot. Look at that idiot. Look at who will that person win? Like, there's a lot of things to talk about. Yeah. Right. And I like watching. I liked watching the premiere of this season because I already had an out of knowing what was going to happen. Mm. So, like, typically I don't watch because it's a lot to keep up with for me. I was never in the past season. So there's so many, it's become so many backstories that I'm yeah. not caught up on because so many of the contestants were there previously. But for this one, I felt like because it was a news story in general, I was caught up on that fact. So I enjoyed watching it. It's like a reboot of sorts because they didn't go to the regular, like this person was last season. Like they went to someone from seasons ago. You had to catch up with her back. There, there wasn't, I, I I'm totally with you. And, and I can see that from my views where people are like, I've never watched before, but I'm in this season because also there's been like rumors of like big changeups. Like, and that's kind of what we live for when these shows, whether it's Kardashians or bachelor or whatever, have these new things pop up that you're like, okay, this is something discussable. Yeah. Right. I feel yeah. like something that, something that we do that probably I would imagine is similar for you is a lot of the times Julie and I watch things just so that we get the memes. And I can imagine you kind of doing a similar thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I so there is a little bit of like, I want to know what people are talking about. Like I, I sometimes you're like, you know, like, like, let's talk about like selling sunset. Right. There is a little right. bit of like, I'm like, I don't want to watch selling sunset, but I want to know what, where Chriselle came from. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, like, is- I'm not willing to watch Emily in Paris yet, but I know that eventually I'll hit that point. <laughs> yeah, I have this like I've watched pretty much like I'm I'll have like a very surface level knowledge of most reality shows like you bring up the Kardashians. I I know the main players. I know I kind of have an idea of what's going on. Like I, I enjoyed watching when Kanye went on Kardashians because right. from my point of view, it was the first person that spoke with zero filter on that show. Mm-hmm. Like like that to me, and this is my outsider's point of view, was that, you know, I, I'm not a Courtney fan. Interesting. I think Interesting. I, uh, no, which one's Courtney? I can't, yeah, the oldest one. I can't stand Courtney. She, and, and people who like Courtney, I generally have a bad vibe about because I, <laughs> I, I, 
because I think that type of person is the most annoying type of person, the one that's like above it, but not at the same time. Right. Yeah. Like she, she's always like, I don't just don't get why you'd be laughing. And it's like, you don't get human emotion. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) She's definitely not the most emotive. Yeah, no, I I can understand that take. I feel like a lot of, we've heard a lot of people say that actually, Julie. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Yeah. We always say with Courtney, that's funny is because she seems so above the show. And then as we were watching the old episodes, we're like, we, she carried the shit on her back for like 10 seasons. Like let her have a break. So (laughs) maybe that's fair. It's okay for her to be over it. I, but it's tough to be over it while in it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, because, and yeah. what's that? No, no, I'm just agreeing. Uh, no, yeah, I, th- that was my, and, and as a person who's like waltzing in, you're like, oh, who's this asshole? You know, I'm kind of like that. Chloe, I understand why people love her because she is the most honest person on the show. She's the only one that calls shit out. But like Kanye, when he came on, went to like another level of call shit outness. Right, of course. Well, whenever you have Kanye, there's there's no filter involved ever. <laughs> I love that, though. Like, I love that he was like, there was one episode, the first one he was on, he was like, he called Kim the uh, the Incredibles. And he was like, and he was like, because of her ass. And I was like, that's a light. Like, like, I didn't even know <laughs> like that came out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like these very random confessionals that I think give you a look into what was going on in his head at those moments. No, I totally, I totally get that. Is there any other show on your radar that you guys are like getting hot on? I mean, we are waiting with bated fucking breath for Euphoria to come back. She just announced yesterday that the two episodes are coming out really soon. Euphoria's HBO, right? So this yeah. isn't just reality. That's a scripted show, right? Yeah. 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 You so only do reality. Um, I, I mostly do reality, just the scripted stuff I get, I, I don't know, it's just, it's gotta be good right from the start, I can't do the, yeah, just wait 17 episodes and then it gets good, I can't, I need trash, like I want legitimate, like, just like, I want Pimple Popper, I want, you know, Bar Rescue, I want, I, I, I want like immediate, you know, visuals. Are, you are want you, it, not that you want it. You don't want to have to wait for it to get good. You want it to never get good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just want it. <laughs> okay, I, want yeah. it I want it brutal at all times. So I, listen, everyone needs to go listen to comments by celeb, celebs multiple comments by celebs. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, add it to your library. I'm very excited to have you guys on. Are you guys ready to answer some emails? Let's do it. Julie and Emma, comments by celebs, at comments by celebs on Instagram. Go, go, go right now. Uh, are people, are, are some people just relationship types? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jared, love the podcast. You give great advice, so I want to get your opinion on this. I have a friend who got out of a year-long relationship about eight months ago. Nothing too crazy. It was just clear they weren't a good match for each other. She admitted after it ended that they weren't a good match, and it probably should have ended sooner. After it ended, she said she wanted to take some time to be single and have some fun and hook up with people, no strings attached. However, very shortly after they broke up, it seemed like she was looking for more, uh, looking more for a boyfriend again, and she started getting into some more serious relationships. She is now in an exclusive relationship with a guy and jokes that she just couldn't stay single because she is just a relationship type. I have nothing against uh, getting into another relationship right after a breakup. I think everyone is different about stuff like that, and I don't judge. 
I just wanted to hear your take on if some people are really just relationship type or if that stems from a place of insecurity and needing the reassurance of an exclusive relationship. Could that also be the reason that she stayed in a relationship she knew wasn't working for longer than she should have? Thanks. So what do you guys think? Are, do you guys believe in the relationship type backstory? There's a lot there. Okay. I think, well, I think at the core of it, you know, human beings like companionship, right? Like that's yeah. just this human nature. We like that. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with being someone who gravitates towards relationships. I think that's definitely me. I think it kind of depends on the way that you view sex, that you view hooking up, et cetera. However, I found in my experience with people, not that there's anything wrong from going from one to another. However, I think a lot of the times, maybe it's the insecurity of being alone, but I think sometimes being alone forces you to confront some things within yourself that you're not ready to yet. Whereas, you know, you have someone else, it's a lot easier to kind of, um, I don't know, not take your, your emotions, not take center stage. Some of the inner things going on in you not have to have all the focus. And so I guess I would just caution maybe for her is like, is it really just that you like this guy and you want to go into it? Or is there maybe something you're unwilling to work through on your own? Yeah. I mean, Julie, do you have any thoughts on it as well? Yeah, I'm, I agree with you. I think there are some people that just always have a boyfriend. Like, I think that they're, I think we all have those friends that are just always in a relationship. And it's not even something that they're purposely doing or that they are even, like, wanting to do. Like, I've had so many friends be like, I'm staying single. Like, I'm I'm not dating anybody. And then, like, a month later, they're in a full-on relationship. And it just, like, kind of happens that way. Yeah, you know what's interesting about this email? It comes from a woman, and she's writing in about another woman in her friend group. So it's like, it's almost like she wants to know, like, you know, is it science or faith? You know, like, she wants to know if it's right or wrong. And, you know, there's no answer for that. But I, I do agree with the emailer. This is about insecurities. The reason you don't get in relationships is insecurities. The reasons you stay in bad ones is insecurities. I think what you guys both said is very true. There are those people that are like, just the relationship people. And there's also, also like, oh, sorry. No, well, you go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, no. there's also those people that email because they're not the relationship people and they're confused why their friends are and they aren't. I think that's what this is. I think that's this, this is this person going, why am I sitting here watching this person? Like they're calling themselves a relationship person. So ipso facto, it must mean that I am not a relationship person, but that's not the case. Right. Not and I think what you said about being alone, like, I, I I love the show, you know, to go back to comments by Celebs Land, I'm a 90 Day Fiance fan. Mm-hmm. And that show, you realize, love is just like alcohol, is just like weed, it's just like drugs and alcohol. It masks a lot of your own issues. So, you know, like, right. you can forget about the things that you maybe need to work on if there's someone else telling you, hey, let's go drink and eat and you're great and I love you. You know, like, because on 90 Day Fiance, they they don't look at any of the particulars. They'll, they'll be like, yeah, we're in love, and but we don't, we, we speak over Google Translate. And right. you're like, that's right. kind of, that's kind of fucked up. Maybe you have a problem. Right. You know? Right. right. 
No, yeah. I think I think people just crave comfort. Like that's very normal, right? And so mm. some people, if they're not finding comfort elsewhere in their lives, then I think a lot of the times, if you have someone, I mean, it's just logic. If you are with someone, that means that that person enjoys your company. And so I think for some people, just having someone that they know unconditionally enjoys being with them is enough to kind of like get them through the day. And you know what, if that's their process, it's not the healthiest necessarily, but I think if you're aware of it, then you're on the right track. Yeah. I mean, it's a good reason to not listen to their issues too. Like if this is a, you know, like if this is a friend that comes to you every day and is like, I'm with this guy and he sucks. It's like, well, maybe it's that you're with someone that you're afraid to leave because you're afraid of being alone. Like if you're looking to unpack someone else's reasons for coming to you, I can understand that. Like, because we're getting this from the friend. So I'm like trying to understand like, why does it matter that so much to this person that their friend is a relationship person? It's like, yeah, that's easy to call yourself. It's e- it's easier to call yourself a relationship person and not a I can't stand my own thoughts that come through my mind when I'm alone in person. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, no one's gonna say that. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. I, 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 but I, you know, it's a hard thing to work through. But I do think of those ninety day fiance people because it's always if they have a kid, the kid's always like the only one that can discern reason because they're not on the love drug. Right. So the the kid will be like, yeah, don't you think it's a little soon, Diane? And like, you know, like the mom's like, what? And it's like, <laughs> no, no, he's moving here from Turkey. We're good. It's like, no, we're not good. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah no, definitely that. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Brooke Lennon. Hear ye, hear ye, listener of the J Train. You've probably heard me yammer on about Brooke Lennon before. They're the home of the internet's favorite sheets, but their towels also amazing. They give your daily routines a little something extra, and with varying levels of plushness, the towel of your dreams is waiting to wrap you up in its big, soft, strong, plush, machine-washable arms. And with all this extra time at home, it might be nice to invest in a towel that will make you feel like you're staying at a fancy hotel. I've been looking for ways to turn my bathroom into a miniature spa, and Brooklinen's towels have been helping me find my zen. I love these towels. I love these towels. I can't say enough good things about them. They're they're wearable. That's that is true. You feel good getting out of that shao shao, putting it around your waist, putting one in your hair, and then doing your little dance around the bathroom. That is a moment of zen that a towel can give you. And if you're looking at your towels right now, and they're just kind of, you know, limp, and they've been washed a million times, it's time for a refresh. Treat yourself. Now's the time, because I'm going to give you some free money. Times are weird, and I'm proud of myself for getting up and showering every morning like I have somewhere to be. And with Brooklyn and towels that are in the bathroom to hold me in their softness, I feel like I can do anything. Here's a little working from home tip. It's perfectly fine to stay in your towel all day after you shower. Sometimes I'll just stay in my towel until I'm ready to shower again. That's called efficiency, baby. And Brooklyn and towels not only make it possible, they make it comfortable. Brooklinen is the perfect place to find all the comforts for home, including ultra soft towels. They're so confident in their product that everything comes with a lifetime warranty. Use promo code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN for 10, 10, 10, 10% off your first order at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code JTRAIN. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. 
The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Features. Believe it or not, the holidays are almost here. It's been a strange few months, so why not give friends and family the gift that puts a jingle back in their step? For 20 years, Features has been solely focused on delivering an unsurpassed performance sock. A great pair of socks can be the perfect holiday gift for everyone on your list, and with Features, every pair feels like a custom fit. I gotta say, people... I am one of those people that puts off the little things. I'm like a, eh, I'll get by. I'll, I'll, ah, I'll wear the old ones. Ah, I'll do, I'll just put on the old socks. No, stop it. Because Features sent me a few pairs. These are fantastic. These make you feel better. You put them on, your foot feels hugged from toe to heel. It's a great sock. They have different types of socks. I was always using the same type. Now I got the long ones for my high tops. I got the short ones for my low tops. They got different colors. They all protect the back of your feet from getting, you know, all, you know, uh, mucked up and um, blisters and stuff. They have blister guards. So these are these socks are made thinking about you living a better life. So I, I can't encourage you enough. Not And they're not your average pair. No other socks gives you a custom-like fit the way Features does. Highly durable, ultra comfortable, and meticulously designed for performance. Elite runners around the world have loved Features for years, but they're not just for runners anymore. Features has a huge range of socks tailored for cycling, running, plantar fasciitis relief, and more. Zone-specific compression for targeted support, no slipping, bunching, or sliding. I can speak to that. I love these socks, especially for some of my like nicer sneakers. They're great for those. Anatomical design conforms to left and right foot for molded foot that prevents blisters. Lifetime guarantee. If you're unsatisfied at any point, get a replacement pair. No question asked. Features has tons of styles to choose from, from no-show to knee-highs, ultra-light knit, to maximum cushion with designs tailored for everyday wear, athletic performance, and extra support. Family-owned since day one. You can get $10 off your first pair of features just in time for the holidays. Use promo code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN at features.com for $10 off your first pair. That's F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S.com. Promo code JTRAIN for $10 off your first pair. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Comments by celebs three times a week. Go get involved with their podcast right now. Help unemployed boyfriend. Do, are we in relationships, uh, Julie and Emma? What, what's, what's our deal going on right now? <laughs> I like randomly am. I. <laughs> <laughs> so random no i mean like i just as of recently we're, we're official so yes i guess i technically am congratulations thank you i randomly am not <laughs> okay ra- <laughs> so i mean is it hard you know this is about unemployed boyfriends so this is about career how do you guys explain or how have you know you go on dates with a guy or you meet your boy you're now boyfriend how do you say i have this my job is this Instagram account where I, you know, I'm scouring the internet for celebrity talk. Like I'm TMZ for Instagram. How do you talk about it? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Jewel, do you think this is an accurate rundown? I feel like we typically start and say, you know, we have a media company. If the person doesn't know about it ahead of the date, 
we then explain like, yeah, back in 2017, we do the whole story. And then typically at the table, I'm trying to think back to my dating days, they would be at the table on their phone and they, they'd go to comments by slides. Like, Holy shit, 25 of my friends are following. What is this shit? Sure. They'd look at it and that's kind of how it went from there. Right, Joel? Yeah, that's exactly accurate. We were actually talking the other night because Isabel went out with on a date and she was saying like, what's your example to use of like, if this person commented on this post and I was like trying to give ex examples. I was like, well, if I'm talking to adults, I love to go like A-Rod commenting on J-Lo, we would screenshot that. But I'm like on a date, I can like cater it and I can be like, well, if LeBron and Dwayne Wade, it's like, oh, you throw out those people, like switch it up. <laughs> that That's very funny. Like, no, it's a, it's a version of knowing your audience. Like right, if, you're, exactly. you're like, if your grandma was like, what do you do for a living? You're not going to be like, so on IG, there's like this like algorithm. They'll be like, what? Their head would explode. And, and, <laughs> right. you know, like, but then you're with a dude and you're like, so LeBron, are you following? I get that. That's great. <laughs> exactly. I remember. I mean, I just know that like dating, like for me being like, yeah, I'm a comedian that got into like it was uh, how they responded was always a good indication of whether we were going to hit it off or not. Right. Like, I'm sure you guys get people that are not as positive, right? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we kind of, I don't know. We don't really associate with those people. It's like, I, I would assume. Yeah. No, no, but I'm saying, I hear what you're saying. It's like, you want the person to be celebrate, like in celebration of your craft. Like this is your thing. You don't have to get it, but I at least want you to be happy for me. So I feel like you're right. It's yeah. Yeah immediate deterrent just never, just be interested you know like yeah. that's all you want i'm sorry what were you saying no, i would say i've never like been out on a date where it's come up and the other person hasn't been like extremely interested in it that's very cool i mean i i remember i just remember i'd get this version of person that would be like oh so say something funny and it's like yeah, or that's you, the worst. <laughs> you haven't been funny yet and you're like all right okay <laughs> well can we I, i'm done <laughs> like i just be like i don't want to I don't want to fucking perform for you, you know? So, okay. So right. unemployed boyfriend. I mean, the one question I would get, and I'm sure uh, maybe you, you don't get this question. Like the person wondering if I make any money, like, like I, I have people that will say kind of shitty things to me, but I know they don't mean it to be shitty, but I, I'll hear it where they're like, so like, what do you do for real? And it's like, this is what I do for real. You know, like be, how do you make money off that? And it's like, I can understand that question could come to you guys from prospective boyfriends, especially if you're like with like, you know, quintessential douche bro, New York City finance guy. Like I could understand how that could be a little bit annoying. Yeah, it's like, do you want me to pull out the ad deck? It's Yeah, <laughs> I, I have definitely been in those situations of like proving legitimacy. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you're that's you're a great. You just said that perfectly. You're right. That proving legitimacy is the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, the thing. But hey, you like you said, you weed them out quick. The, yeah. Their reaction is everything. Okay. Hey, Jared. Feather, feather. I'm obsessed with your podcast. Absolutely love your Bachelor, Bachelorette Instagram content. After listening to all the great advice you give, I thought you could do the same for me. So let me get right into it. My boyfriend and I have been dating for four years. We're both in our mid-20s and are very much in love with each other. However, my boyfriend has had a lot of trouble with his career over the past few years. He works in the engineering industry and it has been very tough for him to get work. He got a job almost a year after graduating college, but then COVID happened and he has now been unemployed for really nearly eight months. I truly believe he is a very ambitious and driven person, but sometimes I feel like he is so stubborn about the job that he envisions himself in. 
that he ends up not being able to land anything. If I were him and was unemployed for so long, I would literally take any job in the world just to have something. I've tried to encourage him to be more flexible about what kind of jobs he applies for, but he doesn't listen to me. He is constantly beating himself up over the fact that he can't get a job, and I feel like I have taken on a lot of that burden, constantly trying to cheer him up. I feel bad talking to him about my job and my career goals because he definitely feels self-conscious about his career as being at a standstill. Part of me thinks this is his life. Let him figure it out. But the other part of me is very stressed out about our future. If he can't land a job, do you think I'm being too hard on him? Thanks. What do you guys think? Oh, that was a loaded question. Um, <laughs> it's very loaded. Yeah. Okay. Let me just break it down in my head. I think the first thing is like she has, it's, it's understandable that she's feeling a little bit concerned because it does, you know, impact their finances. It's not like it's just sure. you. They're together. They're together. So that's one thing for her future. Um, one, I think that anytime you say if I were him, that's probably a little bit like just the way that she phrased it in the email. I don't know if she speaks like that to him, but saying what you would do if you were in that person's position no, normally is not going to yield you the best results. So I would completely I would, agree. I would caution maybe not using that language if you're saying that to him, but maybe it was just the way she phrased it in the email. Um, I think that what you're what you're talking about here is really not about the job. It's more so he clearly views himself in a certain way and doesn't want to stray from that, which I think, think we see happen all the time. So I feel like it's less about necessarily the job and more about like, what is it that's bringing up? What is it inside of him that's coming up when he goes to see a job that maybe would work, but he's not feeling it? What is that coming from? Because I don't necessarily think it's laziness. It sounds like yeah. he is a hard worker, but something he views himself in a certain light and maybe he feels a certain pressure. Like, where is that coming from? I think we need to go a little bit deeper. Yeah. Uh, Julie, do you have any thoughts? I, I, I agree with that. I, I I think the languaging thing that you're talking about is so important. You're not you're dealing with someone else and their thing. And this is deeper. This is uh, insecurities, like especially their age. Their age matters here. Um, she says they've been dating for four years and they're in their mid 20s. So they're in that like post college. It sounds like they were maybe college boyfriend, girlfriend, they're getting into the real world. You're going from the bubble, uh, non-reality reality of college where you're an adult but kind of playing bumper cars. And then you get into the real world of like, hey, we got to start finding jobs and shit. And you, the relationship changes. Now you're in the real world. He's not, you know, Julie, do you have anything on this? No, I completely agree. I think also during COVID, it's such a bubble also, whereas like if this wasn't going on, there would be not more of a reason because I think you always have a reason, but more of a drive. Like it's so easy during COVID to be like, well, I can't do it anyway because like everything sure. going on, like it's not going to happen. Um, so I think that just adds an extra layer of difficulty because on both ends, that already creates like a stressful situation and it already puts you in a bubble because you're kind of ignoring the real world when you're inside the COVID bubble. So I yeah. just think all of those things are kind of a recipe for disaster in this situation. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, think, I think, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I, I, the one thing I think also is she says something very specific in her email. Um, this is life. The other part of me is very stressed out about our future. If he can't land a job, let's say they're 25. Let's say they don't live with each other. Your futures are now your own. Not It's not an our future yet. You don't have a kid together. You don't share a mortgage. You, it is your future and his future, and you hope that those two will be intertwined one day. But you got to like, like, I think the idea of like saying like, like there's a difference between being undriven, 
and being stubborn. Like right. this guy sounds like, like he's also an engineer or he's in the engineering industry. That's a very tough major. That's a tough, that's a skill that's always necessary. We need engineers. Like that's a good high paying job. So I can understand where he's like my, you know, my education level um, gets a certain type of career path that I don't want to go on one too soon. That's beneath my education. Like I remember I had my brother living on my couch for a long time and you know, I had friends that were ready to help him out. And he was like, he was saying no to help. And it frustrated me in the same way it frustrates this emailer. And, you know, he ended up being very hard headed, but also at least he was moving forward, which there's something to be said for that. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you totally. But just to give like a, a counter argument, I don't necessarily sure. think when she says, you know, I'm concerned about my future. I don't even think we should take that as literally as like, I'm concerned about my, you know, me have my kids having a nice upbringing. Like the fact that he doesn't have a job at 25 doesn't mean he's not going to have a job at 40. I think sure. she's more so concerned about like, what's the what's happening here in his mind? And are these is what's stopping him qualities that I have to be concerned about. Like, I don't think that she's yeah. necessarily differentiated between stubbornness, laziness, lack of ambition. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think she fully gets it yet, which is okay. But I think maybe she's concerned about like, I don't like the way he's going about this. And these are qualities that are scaring me to have a future with him. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I and he's, he's definitely not thinking of those things. No, like he's not, not he's not saying my relation to this job is affecting how she looks at me as a partner. Mm -mm. Like mm -mm. he's just trying to figure shit out and get the best job possible so he doesn't feel like a loser. And a lot of that's without her. Exactly. That's the thing though. Right. It's like there's that there's this real duality here that's like on one hand it's an independent and individual thing, yet also it like impacts the way they coexist. So it's complicated. It's not an easy. It's not an easy uh, situation, and I feel for both of them actually. I do too. How would you guys handle it? Like, what, what would you say to her? Like, what's the thing that you're like? Just I, like to me, I'm like, hey, you gotta back away. If this makes you uninterested in him, that's okay too. Like, maybe this is the thing that ends your relationship, and it's the thing that makes you say this isn't the partner for me, which can be done without hate. That can be done without like, you can appreciate the moment you had together and what you learned about yourself while also ending the relationship. Or you can back away and go, hey, let's see how this works itself. How do you guys, th I would think backing away and letting him go through it. Like at some point, the pants don't fit anymore and he has to lose weight. Right. You know, you know like at some point he gets a job and then, that's a different can of worms. But what do you guys think? Oh, that, I mean, for me personally, that would be my approach. I think, again, I can't say what I would do, but if I'm hearing it, I think that's what I would do. Just take a step back and be like, you know what? Let's wait it out. Maybe you have a date in your mind of like, let's see if anything changes by March. Because talking to him every day about it, I understand she's trying to be supportive, but I would imagine in his eyes, it's not helping. He's already putting enough pressure on himself. Yeah. I don't think, you know, it's like kind of like when you get home, you don't necessarily want to talk about your day at work, right? With your family. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a similar thing. I would imagine there's so much going on in his head that like, let's remove the work conversation from our relationship just for a temporary time. I understand it's important to you, but like give it a couple of months, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Julie, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. Also, the more you're like on top of somebody, the less likely they are to do something and the more they're going to resent you for being on top of them about that. So I think backing off is probably for the time being, not like in a permanent situation, like you can never bring it up again, but like let it breathe for a little 
I'm with you both. Both of what you guys said is, I to me, totally agree. I think also, I would also say to her that like she wrote something. Another thing, she's like, I'm afraid to bring up my my job and my career goals. That that to me is a test of a partner. If you can't come home and be like, Hey, I got this great thing happen at work, and then the, and their first instinct is to go. Oh, one of us is having a good day. I'd be like, right. I got to be out of this relationship. Like, like that's not someone who can't, that's someone who's not really thinking of you and your needs as well. No, like, I, I agree, but she didn't specify, is he making her feel that way? Or does she just feel internally self-conscious because she feels like it's triggering or annoying? You know, He's I mean? constantly beating himself up over the fact that he can't get a job. And I feel like I have taken on a lot of that burden, constantly cheering up. I feel bad. So she is internalizing. I feel bad talking to him about my job and my career goals because he definitely feels self-conscious that his career is at a stand. I, I, I can't tell her to feel, but I would say you got to get over that. I, I, I don't know. Can I make one? Sorry, I know we're. Please. I have one nope. final comment on this. Julie and I talk about this a lot on the podcast, and not listen. Obviously, not every issue is a gender issue, of course. However, mm. something that we see a lot in heterosexual relationships is like the woman feels a responsibility to like tend to the guy's emotions, oftentimes before their own. And I feel a little bit like that's happening here. Like if something amazing yeah. happens to you at work, you should feel like you are you have the full right, and it is. Um, it is your duty to yourself to be excited about that. So like, I understand he's down, but that can't dimmer your shine. And you have to really figure out, am I the one stopping it or is he making me stop it? Cause that's yeah. an interesting conversation to have internally. Yeah. Is, is he, is, is that attitude ruining you enjoying life and, and, and celebrating the wins? There's so few wins. You got to exactly. celebrate those, you know, like, and it's like, you know, I, I'm with you. I think women do that a lot where they're like, I don't want to make him feel a certain they're they're you know, they're it's a nurturing thing. It actually comes from a good place, but like that doesn't mean that it it shouldn't be ruining your growing up process, which is what you know, this sounds like it's it's a little bit of a standstill. I'm with you. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do a dude email. I like this one. Here with comments by celebs. At comments by celebs. Go follow immediately. It's going to be all over my Instagram. Jay, new listener here, already a big fan. I met this girl at a small wedding a few months ago in Idaho. My cousin was getting... I think I did this one already. Now that I'm seeing it. I get... Usually I... Okay, Ready? Let's do a different one. Always the friend. <laughs> feather, feather. Dating in the big city is never easy, but I have a big problem that I can't answer. I have no problem getting likes and talking to women on dating apps. I always get dates on FaceTime, Zoom, and in person. Problem is after one or two dates, the women always want to be my friend. And not just the blow off and never talk to each other again, but actual friends who keep in touch often. I've been less physical with women because of COVID, but even when I do get physical, I get the same result. What can I do in my approach to change things? P.S. I'm looking for a long-term relationship and always mention that. I am in my mid-30s and just not looking for a long uh, for a hookup anymore. So you're too... Two women speaking to me. This is a dude writing in. What do you think? What do you, what, how is his approach? Is there an approach that helps it so you don't want to become friends with them? Yeah, Julie, you want to go first? You want me to go first? You take it. <laughs> I mean, there's so much, right? Like, I don't know. Of course, there's the question of who is he going for? Is he going for the right people? 
we don't know mm. that. But working with the information that we have, like, I think a lot of the times, I'm not a believer that like nice guys finish last. I think that there's something to be said for like a nice, kind soul. I think that's really appreciated and really rare. However, there's a real difference between like being nice and then being, um, you know, non-assertive. Like I think mm. women, a lot of women like kind of an assertive guy. And so I don't know if they're viewing him in a friend because he's not, not being assertive and not being dominant and it's not giving off that sexual energy. But then mm. you said, even when he gets to the sexual place, like it still is not going there, which makes me think, okay, like, do we need to have a lesson in terms of, you know, what to do? Because once a guy, you know, not all guys are going to give you an orgasm in the beginning. And if they do, you're going to be a little bit more likely to kind of stick around. So there could be that element there, but I think a lot of this is more a vibe thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Julie, do you have any thoughts? I was just saying, like, just going off what Em said, like, I think that when the confidence isn't there, like, if you're with a guy and he just, like, isn't exuding that confidence, then if you like them as a person and they're funny and you get along with them, then you're like, okay, I want to keep this person, but, like, I don't feel sexually attracted to them. And I think that once the confidence comes into play and the little bit of assertiveness, not in, like, a not in, like a rude or, like, an over-trying hard sure. way, just, like, in a you-know-what-you're-doing sort of way, I think that that then leads people to be more sexually attracted than their for can see it because I don't think you should lose the part of you that makes you fun and funny and like the likable nice guy that people want to be friends with because that's what relationships are I just think there has to be that added layer of like confidence and you know assertiveness yeah I I, I love the word assertive that you guys are using because I'm listen I'm not a person that's like nice guys finish last I don't believe in that either um, I think for this guy to me there's a there's a little tinge of it in his email is that you're not on a dating app to make friends and that's okay to say. So right. even st you have to stop giving friends as an option. And it sounds like he's allowing friends to be an option on these dates. No, you're on this date because you're attracted to this person and you want to get to know them for maybe a long-term relationship in the future, but you don't know, maybe that won't work out. So I think when you say to someone, I'm looking for a long-term relationship and always mention that like, you don't have to always mention that. That is, I think there's things to assume and that's hard. That takes confidence to, and confidence is the assertion that we're talking about. Like the, you know, confidence oozes off of people. So if you're on a date and you go, Hey, I just want to let you know I'm here for a long-term relationship. You're already revealing your lack of confidence. You're yeah. already, you're already showing, Hey, I'm after a goal. Your goal is, is to make sure you're meeting the right person, not just any person. So I think exactly. it's a, ch a change of perspective would help him out. I think if you're going on the date saying, always mentioning, I'm looking for a long-term relationship, you're in your mid-30s, and then these people are going, you're, and you are a nice person, they're going, well, we can be friends. And they're saying that to be nice because they don't want to date you. So it's okay. I think... If you have friends as an option, they're going to choose that option instead of choosing hurting you. That, exactly. Exactly. So, that, so go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just that perspective shift is like a really excellent point that you just said. It's really true. I think I think that's across the board, though, like going into a date with a goal in mind, I think is always off. Your goal should just be, do I connect with this person? Is yes. There is there sexual attraction? Do I want to see them again? You don't need to tell them that you want a long-term relationship because, by the way, a friendship is a long-term relationship. So let's, yes. let's rephrase <laughs> things here. I, I totally agree. And and just saying, like, 
again, he's saying that he's getting problems after one or two dates. The women always want to be my friend, not just the blow off, never talk to each other again, but actual friends. To me, when someone's trying to actually be your friend, then you are in some ways complicit in that friendship. Yeah. Like, like, and it's not mean to go, no, I was here to meet you to date. I'm not here to meet you to be a friend. And I don't think that's a mean thing to say. Like I, like friendships happen out of the blue and naturally not via dates. Right. Totally. Totally so. agree with that. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Also, oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. No, I was going to say, like, also, when you're a guy in your 30s and you're dating, it is very, very easy for the woman to tell whether or not you're in it for a long term relationship or not. Like, you can just <laughs> give off that vibe very easily, especially when you're a guy in your 30s. Yeah, it's a, there's this thing of like, you don't have to. It, it's it's being without saying. Like right. you, you, if you just by virtue of wanting a long-term relationship, you will act like that and be the type of person that they go, oh, wow, this guy seems like he's for real. You might lose people, but that's okay. Yeah. You want to, you kind of want to lose people. Yeah. Also, it sounds fake when somebody says they're looking for a long-term relationship. Like I would automatically assume the opposite. Yeah. I, it's like, because you're serving what generally a lot of women are looking for. And it's like, it, it's the pie on the window that smells really nice. Right. We are sponsored, people. Nutrafol, Nutrafol, Nutrafol. 30 million women are in- impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you're among them, know you're not alone and that there's a solution you can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol, with many users raving that the supplement not only transformed their hair, but restored their confidence too. Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. More than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com using promo code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN. And new customers will get 20, 20, 20% off. This is their best offer available anywhere. Plus free shipping on every order. Get 20% off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code JTRAIN for 20% off. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. Let's do one more dude email. Is that okay with you guys? We'll do one more. Yeah. Awesome. At comments by celebs. Go follow. Go check out the podcast three times a week. Jared, newly single. I'm a recently single early 30s male who just got out of a two and a half year relationship. I've used apps before, so that transition isn't difficult, but I feel like I'm essentially forgetting how to be single. I want from interacting with a person every day and I want from interacting with a person every day in some capacity. Now I feel like my mind is skewed. I don't understand that. He went he meant went. 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 Oh. Thank you. <laughs> I went that want really got me. I yeah, went from in- <laughs> very tripped up on it. That, that that was like it put me down like a like a like a like a different road in my brain. <laughs> I went from interacting with a person every day in some capacity now I feel like my mind is skewed. I matched with a girl and we had a good date. I walked her and had a, we had a quick makeout session outside of her apartment building. She went um 
she said uh, she sent me a we had a had a great time text and we had a little back and forth over the weekend. We've recently made plans for another date three days out. I don't need to interact with her before then unless to confirm the time. Right. I guess I'm asking you if it's OK. We don't talk. My mind is still stuck in that talk every day mode. And I guess I'm struggling with the transition. I'm sure it will come, but it will always help for J train to tell me I'm not crazy. So what do, you, do we, how would you guys want? You have a date set up for three days from now with someone that you had a good time with, would you want them to text you? Do you want, uh, or do you just want, hey, just checking in to make sure we're good for tonight? What do you think as two young women who are in the dating world and just recently out of it? Uh, this is definitely personal, right? But mm. for me, I I like a, a daily check-in, like a once, you know, if let's say this is our t- second date. I think there's nothing wrong with the once a day, like hope you had a great day, or even if not, definitely the day before just confirming you know the next day Mm. but your date is only in three days you're going to find out in three days if this is someone you want to talk to every day but you know that's a very personal thing because you have to know your audience if this is like the type of girl that has serious trust issues she was let's say she was just ghosted she's going to be hypersensitive she's going to want a guy that's every single day showing her a certain amount of attention so like you have to make sure that and he doesn't know her that well is a thing but you have to make sure that like the way you're playing it is the way that the girl would understand however I would imagine he wants to be with a girl that in three days isn't going to freak out if there's no text. Yeah, it's a fine line. I, I, I think it's very difficult. Julie, what would you want? Um, I would say there's also a generational gap there because like being in my 20s versus 30s, like mm. I always enjoy a text. And I also think that like going into a date with somebody that you've built a rapport with or that you have conversations with and you like it just gives you more to talk about and it becomes so much more comfortable. Like I always prefer that. Um, but if this person like specifically doesn't want to text or like wants to wait and keep it for the date or like doesn't want to seem too eager or whatever, then I think that checking in like once a day or one time in between the day and between confirming, I I think would be great. I don't know. I just think that people want to feel like in three days, it's not like you're just keeping this date because we had it on the calendar. Like you're genuinely interested and still want to go and genuinely interested in talking to me still. So I, I think that there has to be some in between between like texting constantly and not texting at all. Yeah, I, I, I'm with that. I think there's such a thing as like feeling excited about a date and and showing someone that like, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Like I there if, if you're not even thinking of the, like they've already been on a date, they have a date set up for three days from now. Are you excited to see this person? I think part of getting to know someone is also getting to know the textual version of them too. Yeah. So like, and, and that's not to say like, you you should do whatever you feel comfortable with. But I always encourage someone, if you're thinking about them, then text them. Nobody who who's enjoying your company will be upset that you text. Exactly. Right. Uh- Yes. I, I love hearing men say that it is the most true thing. No girl's ever going to be like, wow, this fucking weirdo texted me. If she likes you, it's like, it is the best feeling to be thought of. It's kind of like, you know, you're walking down the street and you see something that reminds you of someone and you have a second in your mind of like, should I text them? Nine out of 10 times when you text them, they're going to be so happy to get that text because it just shows throughout your day, you were thinking about them. And so absolutely do that. Trust me. He's not going to come off speaking to you, whoever sent this, you're not going to come off as needy. I think it's like, I think if you want to do it, do it. Women like to feel wanted. And and also, if you don't want to do it, and you're like, I haven't thought of this person once, and you go, then it's okay to go, maybe this next date isn't the right thing. 
You know, right. I didn't think like I didn't think of this person once, and then I looked at my calendar and I was like, "Oh shit, a meeting with what's her name?" Like, if that's your reaction, don't waste anyone's time. It's uncomfortable to cancel on someone, but it's way more uncomfortable going on a date that you don't want to be on that you're not excited about. People want to go out with someone that's excited about going out with them. So, and, and nobody wants to go out with someone that's excited about going out with them that they're not excited about going out with. So, either way, it's a chance. Like, if, again, what you said, if someone likes you, that's a big part of it. If someone likes you, they'll enjoy getting the text. If someone doesn't like you, they're going to take that text as you being more excited than them and that they shouldn't go on that date and you will be relieved. All this text can do is bring a better date, whether it's with this person or the next person. And so I, I do think if you're sitting there going, hey, I'm thinking about this person. We have a date for two days from now. I don't want to be too much. You're thinking about them. Hey, what's up? How's the day been? How's work been? I was just thinking about you. Just wanted to say what's up. Just wanted to say what's up is such a closed off. That's a, that, that, that's a great way to say something to someone without saying anything at all. Just wanted to say what's up. Because now it's like just a little check-in. Was thinking about you. I got nothing to say, but just wanted to say what's up. Yeah. It's, it's definitely relatively low lift. And I... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that entirely. Yeah. What girl doesn't want to look at her phone and see, just wanted to say what's up. It's like, oh, so you were thinking about me. You, yeah. Exactly. Th- that's hot. That's fun. That adds a little sizzle on that second date. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Comments by celeb. Thank you. Julie and Emma. Thank you for coming on. This was fantastic. Thank you oh for having us. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Julie, he, let me tell you something. Our biggest issue is that we don't self-promote enough, and I really am watching <laughs> you with, like, masterfully do it, and I feel like we're going to take notes because you plug that email five times a show. We never, ever, we, I don't think we've ever once told people to subscribe. So I'm, I'm watching. <laughs> Listen, I, I, they don't call me the Prince of Promos for nothing. I, <laughs> I, and, yes, I gave myself that nickname. So I... <laughs> I know. I appreciate that. I think it's, uh, it's, listen, you got to remind people, you got to let people know. And like, there's a reason we have a inbox full of emails. I repeat J train podcast at gmail.com at least a thousand times a week. But I listen, I love what you guys are doing. I'm so happy you guys came on. Thank you so much. Um, I want everyone to go follow you again. I'm going to push you out again at comments by celebs at comments by Bravo at comments by TikTok, at comments by bachelor. Go, go, go the podcast three times a week. I'm Jared free. We are here Mondays and Thursdays. We'll be back next episode. Boom.